Thank you for tuning in to the podcast of Lydia Brown Ministries, where we have a conversation about faith and bringing revival to your life. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. I'm your host, Lydia brown Rafael. I am so honored that you have taken the time to join me today. I believe that the Holy Spirit has something great in store for you to receive because God is doing awesome things in the earth, my friend, and it is revival time and you have a part to play in that. Today, wherever you're listening at in the world, I want you to know that where God has placed you, where He has planted you, He has a work for you to do, and that He has a plan and a purpose for you to fulfill. I want to share with you a little on this podcast about the call of God. You know, I remember it just like it was yesterday. I was a six-year-old young girl, and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God had called me to ministry, and I wanted to spend the rest of my life doing nothing but telling as many people as I possibly could about Jesus Christ, that He loved them, that He died for them, that He rose again, that He redeemed them, and that He is coming back soon for His bride. That was a part at the very core of who I was and something that I've never wavered from. And whenever you have an experience like that and the Lord calls you, you don't choose it. It it chooses you. You can't get away from it. You can't ignore it. You can't stop it. You might run for a season. Maybe, Maybe you knew God when you were younger and you stepped away or you ran or you rebelled. But how many of you know it was always with you? You couldn't ever have fun. You couldn't ever have fun running because how many of you know that you can't outrun God and that His goodness is forever running after you. He is forever pursuing your heart and He loves you so much. He never gives up on you. And that calling is still there. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that here as uh, we go into this teaching You know, the call of God comes upon all different kinds of people. It comes upon weak people, strong people, learned, unlearned, wise, unwise. You know, Moses was chosen by God from birth, but he stuttered. And Isaiah was chosen by God, but he was a man of unclean lips. Saul was chosen as God's missionary, but he martyred Christians. Peter was chosen by God, but he was weak and impulsive and sometimes had temper problems. He denied the Lord when Christ needed him the most. But some things I want you to remember is that whenever God calls someone, that he also equips them. And whenever he calls you, he doesn't ask anyone for their permission. Whenever he calls you, he anoints you. And that anointing on your life makes up for any shortcomings that you have. See, the call of God comes directly 
from God to man. It came from God to Moses. And God told Moses, use what is in your hand. He said, I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. So Moses's concern was that he stuttered. Well, whatever your concern is, whatever you feel like is your insecurity or your inadequacy or whatever you fall short or whatever disqualifies you, I want to remind you that if God could take care of what Moses considered to be what would hold him back, God can take care of what you consider would hold you back as well. See, God was saying, Moses, don't look at what disqualifies you. Don't look at what you don't have. So what? You might not be the best, um, you know, at public speaking or, you, you know, you might not have all the titles after your name or you might not, you know, sound like you've got it all together, whatever. But what do you have? He said, Moses, use what you have in your hand. So my friend, today I want to ask you, don't tell me what you don't have. Tell me what you do have. What gift, what talent, what passion do you have? Do you have a burden for a certain type of person? Does something move your heart? What do you have in your hand? See, the call of God comes from God to man and it lasts for a lifetime. It says in Romans 11 and 29, but the anointing and the gift, it says right for the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Romans 11, Romans 11, 29, for the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. That means it lasts forever. It doesn't matter if you knew you were called when you were young and you stepped away from God and later on in your life you think there's no way God could use me now. Or it doesn't matter if you say, Lydia, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't know about any of this. I, I'm just now coming into it. I feel like you know, I'm, I'm much older in life and I'm, there's so much time that has passed me by. Well, I believe that God will redeem the years the canker worm has eaten and that he still has a plan and a purpose for your life. Right now, wherever you're at, if you're driving in your car, if you're doing housework, maybe you're walking, maybe you are, you know, working out, whatever you're doing, listening to this podcast, I want you to take a deep breath in right now. And I want you to breathe back out. See that right there, my friend, is purpose. The very fact that you have breath in your lungs means that your purpose is necessary in this world. So the gifts and the callings of God on your life are without repentance. I want to read to you a little bit out of 1 John 2.27 where it says, But the anointing which ye have received from him abideth in you, and ye not need that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. The Holy Spirit, hallelujah, 
on the inside of you. The anointing of God on the inside of you will teach you what you need to know. And He will lead you. He will guide you. He will help you fulfill everything that God has called you to do. So what is the call of God? What is it, my friends? It is, number one, a sacred trust. Keep that which is committed to thy trust is what 1 Timothy 6 and 20 says. Number two, it is a high honor. Number three, it is a holy calling. It says in 2 Timothy 1, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance of thou, stir up the gift of God, which is thee by the putting on of hands. God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of him, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Number four, it is a heavenly calling. According to uh, Hebrews chapter three and verse one, it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ, who is faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was found faithful in all his house. Number five, it is a responsibility. According to John 15 and verse 16, Jesus said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit and that your fruit, Jesus is talking to you, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. John 15 and verse 8 says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So we are called to bear fruit in the earth, the fruits of the Spirit. We are called to mirror Christ in the earth. In Genesis, it says, In the beginning God said, Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So we learn from that that the very first purpose that man ever had was to be an image bearer of God in the earth, was to be, when we were created in his image and in his likeness, we are called to be like him. And Jesus is telling us here, it's a responsibility. You're supposed to look like me in the earth. Six, the calling of God is a life. And I want to read here from 2 Corinthians 4, uh, chapter 4, starting in verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. 
teaching, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ, the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who command for it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm getting excited reading this. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. He is so, so good. And see here, He set you up for success. He has given you the tools and the abilities that you need to fulfill His plan and His purpose for your life. This is what ministry is about, you guys. It's about taking the stand for righteousness, for truth. It's about preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's about handling the word of God with the highest honor and be an example of God and of Jesus Christ to represent them well in the earth. It's about knowing that we're called to those that are lost, that we live a life that is surrendered totally to Jesus. And it's not ourselves that we're preaching about, but it is Christ Jesus our Lord, these are just some of the things that the call of God is about because, my friends, many people can call him Savior, but few actually truly understand what it means for him to be Lord. See, whenever he's Lord, whenever you say yes and you answer the call that he has for you, he's Lord. And that means until the very last breath that I take on this earth, I'm going to live my life surrendered to do what you've called me to do. Does it mean that you're going to be perfect every single time, that you're going to hit the mark every single time, that you're never going to have a challenge? No, my friend, it doesn't mean that at all. In fact, it means it doesn't matter if you're troubled on every side, you're not going to be distressed. You might be perplexed, but you're not going to be in despair. You might be persecuted, but you're not going to be forsaken. You might be cast down, but you're not destroyed. Because Jesus Christ, your Lord, that life lives also in you. So when he's Lord of your life, it means that when he asks something, it might as well have been a command because as his servant, the answer is already yes. Yes. I say yes, Lord, to your will, to your plan, to your purpose. You're Lord. 
and I'm surrendered. I feel the Holy Spirit tugging on many people's hearts right now. You know, there's people in your world that need to hear Jesus Christ preached. There's people in your family, where you work, in your community, in your everyday life that you pass that need to hear Jesus Christ preached. You know, someone had to tell me about Jesus. Someone had to tell you about Jesus. Every single one of us that know Him as Lord, someone told us, somebody preached Christ Jesus to us. And there's somebody else out there that you're called to preach Christ Jesus to as well. And so maybe you know what your call is. Maybe maybe you don't. But it doesn't change that there is a call of God. That God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of our lives. And the call of God is a high honor. And it is a high responsibility. See, it comes directly from God. And and 1 Corinthians tells us that. That He chooses the place that we are to feel. And that He directs us into our individual callings. So today, I want you to tune in for part two to this series. But today, ending this study that we have had together, I want to leave you with this. That you get in front of the Master. That you get in front of your Lord Jesus. And that you pour your heart out to Him. And you say yes. You say yes. And you say, God, I might not know every step to take. I might not know exactly. I don't have every piece of the you know, puzzle. That, you know, I don't know all the details. So I don't need to. All I need to do is to give you my yes and to obey. I want to pray for you right now. Father, I lift up my friend to you today. And I ask you, I ask you to strengthen them to strengthen their inner man, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened and that you would reveal to them by your precious Holy Spirit, you would reveal to them the plan and the purpose that you have for them to fulfill as they need to know it. Each step, that as they take one step in faith and one step in obedience, that each step that they will walk in the light that they need for that step, that you would anoint them that you would surround them with your love, with your faith, that they would feel that they would feel the strength and the help of the Holy Spirit. I surround them right now with faith and love. And I thank you that by your Holy Spirit you lead them and you guide them into all truth. And that your will and your way, your plan, your purpose, Father, that it come to pass in their life and that nothing can stop it. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. 
Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. I am just, I can't believe that we our time is already up. It has been so good. I feel the Holy Spirit so strong right now. He is doing some things in different people's hearts and in their lives and let Him have His way. And you guys, share this podcast with someone else. Let it be a blessing to them. Everyone needs to hear this. Pay it forward. Bless someone else with it and know how much we love and appreciate you and that we are always keeping you in our prayers and you mean so very much to us. Well, until next time, this is Lydia Brown Raphael and remember that Jesus is coming soon. Thank you for tuning into the podcast of Lydia Brown Ministries. For more ways to connect with us, please visit the links in the podcast description. 